I'm glad to be here this morning, and uh, I know that God has a great word for us uh, as well. So if you came expecting to receive a great word this morning, you're in the right place as well, amen? You're in the right place, and um, I want to get into that this morning. When I was a kid, my dad would always sing songs. He would always, he would always be singing songs, you know, and I... I always, I always think, you know, that, 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 that you know, individuals who are, who are singing, you know, they're, they're happy people, you know, and, and you know, someone, someone who's mad doesn't necessarily sing, you know, they, and so he was, he was always singing, and, you know, I, I found myself being a, being a young, you know, young little guy, and maybe like five or six years old, probably, and I remember, I remember singing, singing tunes like, you know, Blueberry Hill, <laughs> Five and six year old, you know, singing Blueberry Hill by, by Fats Domino. Or, you know, like uh, 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 songs like On the Road Again. <laughs> I had no idea, you know, what these songs, you know, who wrote these songs or what they were really about. But I was just singing them along with my dad because he was always singing. And I remember he was always whistling as well. I knew my dad was home from work because you would hear him whistling all the way from the driveway to the porch. He was always whistling a tune. You know, one of those, one of those tunes that, 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 he would, that he would whistle is one of these. Does that one sound a little familiar? You know how hard it is to whistle in front of the, all of you guys this morning? I'm a good whistler, too. He would always be whistling, don't worry, be happy. All the time. Even, you know, when, when he was working in the garage, he would be, he'd be uh, you know, just whistling that tune while he was working. And maybe that's why I always wanted to be around him when I was small, you know, because he, he was always making something, and he was always having a good time, it seemed like. And I could think of those, those lyrics uh, for that song, you know, Don't Worry, Be Happy. The singer says... In your life, expect some trouble. He says, but when you worry, you make it double. How many know that's so true? So true. You know, but I like, I like Paul's lyrics, the Apostle Paul's lyrics here in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. The Apostle Paul writes this, and he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Oh, man. Now, let me tell you, even though the lyrics to the other song may have been true, see, Paul's lyrics actually give us, they give us a solution. They give you and I something to do instead of worrying. Because someone could just say, you know what, you shouldn't worry because it's going to cause this or it's going to cause that. But Paul says, no, you need to trade your worry for prayer. Trade it. Instead of worrying about all these things that you may be going through in life, because how many know we're all going through something right now? Every single one of us is, I'm sure, can be worrying about something right now even while you're listening to me speak. 
You could be worrying about something. Something could be on your mind that, has, that is trying to take over what God is trying to speak to you this morning in. See, and that's what the enemy does. The enemy would tries to, to get us to lose focus, to lose concentration on that which God has called us to do. And what the Apostle Paul says that we need to do. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. You need to write that thing, you need to write that verse on your wall. You need to put that on your phone. Somewhere where you're always, you're always looking at it as a remembrance. You see, it's the formula for facing life's trials. See, the number one source of stress in our lives is not our job. It's not our children. It's not our finances. It's worry. It's worry. We start to worry about things and we get stressed out. We start to worry about things and it ruins our day. You see, worry is what keeps us up at night, isn't it? Worry is what has you biting all your nails off for all you nail biters in here. I'm one of you, don't worry. <laughs> worry has you losing your temper. Worry has you in a funk. See, in living in these days, we can experience some heavy stress. See, but God is very clear in the Bible what he thinks about worry. Don't worry about anything. Why? Because when we worry, what does that say about our trust in God? See, one of the causes of worry is doubt. We are doubtful that anyone can fix our current situation. Isn't that true? How can there be any kind of resolve to this? And that's why we worry. This can't get any better. And we worry. How, when, why? All these questions that we ask. See, as children of God, we cannot afford to live with this kind of false thinking. We cannot afford to live doubting God and who he is. We can't afford to live like that. Why? Because life is too short. Life is too short, amen? You have to know as children of God that you are in the hands of the Almighty. You are in the hands of the, of the great provider, Jehovah Jireh. Nothing is too great for him. We need the peace of God in our lives. Someone said this. They said, worrying does not take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. <laughs> it's exactly what it does. And we need to realize this. The next time we find ourselves worrying about something or somebody, we need to ask God to bring to remembrance, Lord, help me to remember, Lord, to trust in you. 
Help me to remember, Father, to pray first. Help me to seek you. So today, we're going to look at a few reasons why you and I need to let go of worry. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, let it go. Number one about worry is worry is unreasonable. What does this mean? Uh, that means that worry, it is not guided by or based on good sense. Let's take a look at the definition of unreasonable. The dictionary puts it as this, someone uncooperative or Contrary, difficult. That's what unreasonable means. And so when I say that worry is unreasonable, worry, worry is uncooperative. How many know that's true? Worry is contrary. Have you ever been told by someone that you are being unreasonable? <laughs> See, what they're basically telling us is, that what we are saying and what we are doing is not based on good sense. You see, worry exaggerates problems. I mean, oh, that's true. It exaggerates. It makes, th it makes things bigger than it may seem or actually is. You know, usually when telling stories, you know, to make a story better, people will exaggerate stories. Why? Because they want to they keep your attention. You know, comedians do this. When they tell a story, they will exaggerate that story to make it sound a little better. Well, this is what worry does in our lives. Worry will exaggerate the actual issue taking place in your life. It'll make it seem like you can't get past this. It'll make it seem like, like, like what are you going to do now? It'll make it seem like this is the end. Something so tiny that can take place in your life and you're already throwing in the towel for life. I'm done. I can't live anymore. When all I got was a flat tire. I can't go on anymore. How can I do this, God? How do you expect me to move on from this? <laughs> See, worry exaggerates. You ever been told by someone, it's not a big deal? I like those. I like when someone tells me that because it, it begins to really put things into perspective in my life. Daniel, it's not really a big deal. And even though it may seem like a big deal to me, it really isn't a big deal. We can fix this. We can move on. We can keep on living. See, the truth is, is that most of the things that we worry about are not really a big deal. They're minor things. 
but worry likes to exaggerate. Why? Because the more we dwell on it, the more we think about it, the bigger it seems. See, secondly, in worrying being unreasonable is that worry doesn't work. You see, to worry about something that you can't change, it's useless, isn't it? You can't change it. So stop worrying about it. And to be worried about something that you can change is foolishness. Put forth some effort to try to change the situation. So you can see on both sides that worry does not work. Worry is a waste of time. It really is. All those times that we can spend focused on something and we're so stressed out about it and it's, and it's, and it's taking, over, taking over our time, taking over our mind, taking over our days, our weeks, our months and years. And it's done nothing for us. You can honestly look back and say, what a waste of time. But it's crazy because in the moment, it doesn't seem like it. In the moment, it seems like it's the right thing to do. If I could just worry more, I can solve this problem. <laughs> How crazy does that sound? Most of the things we worry about don't even end up happening. And yet, we find ourselves still worrying. You see, worrying, it, worry is unreasonable. Secondly here, worry is unnatural. What do I mean by that? That means it is man-made. It is artificial. There's no such thing as born worriers. I don't care what you've been told. I don't care what you tell yourself. There is no such thing as a born worrier. When that baby comes out of that woman, that baby is not worrying. That baby is crying because, because you pulled him or her out of their comfort zone. And they're saying, leave me where I was. I was doing just fine. But if you're going to mess with me, then give me some food. <laughs> but they're not worrying. They're not thinking in their minds, how is this going to happen? And how, and how am I going to get this provision in my life? Kids, they don't worry unless you teach them how. If you show them worry as parents, believe me, they will worry as children. Why? Because it is man-made. It is something that we have developed over time. It's a way that many of us have tried to handle problems, handle spontaneous situations in our lives. We've tried to handle it with worry. In the Bible, you think of Adam and Eve. And when God created Adam and Eve, there was no worry in the garden. 
The Bible says that they were, at, they were one with God and they were at peace with God and everything was perfect. It was perfect. And then what happened? What happened when they sinned? They were worried about being naked. Worry entered the world because of sin. And this is why I say worry is man-made. God didn't create us to be worriers. So since worry is unnatural, that means that it is also unhealthy. It's unhealthy for you and I. Your body wasn't designed to handle worry. That's why when you hear someone say, I'm worried sick, they're actually telling the truth. <laughs> All that worrying is making them sick. Because your body wasn't designed to handle that. God didn't design you to, to worry. He designed you to trust in him. Doctors say that a lot of people could leave the hospital today if they knew how to get rid of guilt, resentment, and worry. See, Proverbs 14.30, Solomon says this, and he says, a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. There you go. Solomon says it right there. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Solomon gives us the remedy to living a healthy life, and that's less worry. He says, if you want to live in peace, then worry less. So I'm sure we can all agree that worry is unnatural. It is not for you. It is something that we have learned in this world. It is something that we have seen others do. And for some odd reason, we think that it's going to change our life and our situations. And you can see how foolish this may sound as I'm speaking to you this morning. But as I said, in those times in our lives when things just happen and you find yourself resorting to worrying, you need to change that and you need to start to pray. You need to start to pray. You need to start to seek God. You need to start to trust in him and say, God, I don't know what's going on. I don't, know, I don't know how this is going to, to take place, Lord. I don't know how it's going to be resolved or fixed, but I'm just going to trust in you. Lord, I'm just going to put my trust in you. Lord, I know from the past that worrying has done nothing for me. And so I'm going to change things up. I'm going to do things a little differently. Number three, worry is unhelpful. Worry cannot change the past, 
Worry cannot control the future. All it does is mess up today. That's it. It ruins our day today. See, the only thing that worry changes is you and I. It makes you miserable. It makes you sick. It makes you stressed out. It gives you headaches, doesn't it? In all of history, worry has never solved a problem. You'll never hear a counselor or a therapist tell someone, you know what, you know what you need to do? You need to worry more. That's what you need to do. You need to go home with your husband or wife and you need to worry, worry like you've never worried before. They'll, they'll never say that. You'll never hear one of our pastors say that. Pastor, I don't know what to do in this situation. My kids are, 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 are doing this or that or, or you know, I don't, I don't know what to do in this situation. Oh, you just need to worry, brother. <laughs> you just need to worry. How crazy does that sound? Doesn't it? Man, you would look at me and you'd be like, I'm bouncing from this church. <laughs> On to the next. <laughs> so if it sounds crazy when I say it, how come it doesn't sound crazy to us when we do it? Man, the devil is lying to us. He's lying to you and I, you need to, and, and we need to recognize those lies. We need to not fall for those lies. That's only going to happen when you know the truth. Who is the truth? It's Jesus Christ. And the Bible says the truth will set you free, amen? Jesus Christ has set you free. All you have to do is receive him into your life. Allow him, allow him to break those chains of bondage of sin in your life. Allow him to, to free you from captivity, from worry. Jesus says this in Matthew 6, 27. He says, can any of you by worrying Add a single hour to your life? He's asking the question. Has anyone, has, have any of you ever seen an hour of your life added due to worry? I know I haven't. And I don't think anyone here has. Why? Because it's, it, it's unhelpful. It's not there to help you and I. What is it that we worry about? Security, our health, our future. Jesus says this in verse 33 of Matthew 6. He says, 
Seek the kingdom of God above all else. He says, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. You see, church, that's all we need to know and do. That's everything right there. He says, seek the kingdom of God above everything else. What does that mean? That means seek him in your times of need. Seek him in the times that you have everything you need. Seek him at all times. And it says, and live righteously. What does that mean? That means live a life that is pleasing to God. Don't make it, don't make it to where it's, you know, it's this perfect, sinless life, because it's not. Just live a life that pleases God. If you don't know what that life or what pleases God, read his word. Read his word, and you'll know what pleases God. And it's possible for all of us here to live a life that pleases God. Everyone here has the capability of doing so. And the Bible says, Jesus says, and he promises, this is a promise, that he will give you everything you need. I love those promises. Oh, I love it. When he says do this and that and you will have this, that's a promise. That's what you need to hold on to. When he says seek the kingdom of God, when when he says uh, I need you to trust in me and I need you to come to me in those times and also, also to strive to live a life that pleases me, he says and if you will do those things, I will give you everything you need. I will give you everything you need. See, worry has never helped anyone. Worry has never solved anyone's issues. Never. It never has, and it never will. In all of humanity, worry has done squat for everyone. (laughs) Number four, worry is unnecessary. God made you. He created you. He saved you. He placed his Holy Spirit inside of you. Don't you think that he is going to take care of your needs? Do you believe that? So how could worry be any kind of a necessity in our life when we already have everything that we need as children of God? See, and I say this and I stress it because church, there's times that we worry. There's times that we resort to this because we've been taught this in life. 
but this is something that, 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 we, need to, that we need to get rid of. This is a thinking this is uh, 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 something that, that cannot be what we resort to in life. We need to get rid of it. Well, can I just save a little bit? No. Get rid of it. Paul says, don't worry about anything. Is that possible? With God, all things are possible. With him, all things are possible. But it's going to take us making a conscience effort to change that worry with prayer. Swap it right now. Those things that are consuming your mind, oh, you, you need to trade that for prayer right now. You need, you need to just seek God. You need to seek him. You need to seek his direction. You need to seek his peace. You need to trust in him. You need to know that you are loved by him. You need to know that he has given you everything you need, amen, that you don't have to worry. It doesn't even matter if it was your fault. How about that one? Well, you don't know, Pastor. It was my fault why this, why this thing uh, even exists that I'm worrying about. Don't you think God knows that? Don't you think God knows that you're going to stumble? Do you think God says, oh, you know what? It was your fault? Oh, no, no, no. You know what? Psh, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, keep worrying. <laughs> that's all you got. Oh, that's not who God is. That's not who God is. See, regardless of whose fault it was, God still loves you. God still cares for you. God still, God still wants to make those wrong things right. You see, and when you, when, you know, even in those times when it's our mistake, in those times when we say, God, I'm sorry. God, forgive me. I was wrong. But help me to trust in you, Lord. God's going to honor that. He's going to say, oh, man, look at my child. Look at how, look at how precious they are. That even, even in those times of failure, even in those times of mistake, that they still understand how much I care about them. Hmm. That's good. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 7, says you can throw the whole weight of your anxieties upon him for you are his personal concern turn to your neighbor and tell him you are God's personal concern tell your other neighbor you are God's personal concern man God is concerned about you amen He's concerned about you. He cares about those things that you care about. If, it, if it's troubling you, then your father sees and he is going to help you. 
He's going to help you. You see, God personally cares about you and your needs. See, worry, it's unreasonable, it's unnatural, it's unhelpful, it's unnecessary. All those things that you find yourself stressing about. You're anxious and you're worrying. Give it to God. Give it to God and allow him to trade it for his peace. Allow him to give you peace in your life. You need it. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you need peace. Tell him, I can see it. <laughs> we need peace in our lives. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. What does that mean? That that means how can that person be at peace with all that's taking place in their life? That's only God. That's only God. I know what this person went through just the other day. I know what took place. How can they be doing what they're doing? It's only God. It's only God. Why? Because that's the peace that God gives to you when you start trusting in him. If you don't believe me, try it. Try it yourself. God's not going to fail you. You and I, you and I don't serve a different God. We serve the same God. There is only one God. There's only one God. There's only one creator of the heavens and the earth. I don't care what, I don't care what all these scholars say. There's only one God. I don't care what these scientists say. There's only one God. And he's there to help you. And he cares about you. He cares about you. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Little us and our little problems. God cares about it. This morning, we need to allow God Allow God to care for us. Allow him to work things out for your good. Allow him. Allow him. See, the choice is yours. The decision is yours. You can say, God, I don't want your help. Or you can say, God, give me everything you have. God, give me everything you have. God, I don't want you to hold back in my life. I don't want you to hold back. Lord, pour your blessings over my life that they would be overflowing. God, I'm gonna allow you to care for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow you to heal me. I'm gonna allow you to help me to change the way I react to situations in my life. Those situations that just come out of nowhere, they were unexpected. Lord, change the way I react to things. 
Lord, help me to pray first. Help me to seek you before I make any move, Lord. Help me to seek you. Before I tell anyone about my problems, Lord, help me to seek you. And your neighbor says, amen. <laughs> Lord, before I complain about this, help me to seek you. Lord, before I think that this is the end of my life and it's all over and there's no reason to live, help me to seek you, Lord. Lord, help me to seek you. Why? Because God cares for you. Church, allow God to care for you and I. Allow him. Don't worry, be happy. <laughs> I won't whistle it again. No. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, yeah, yeah. You don't know until you're up here and you see how simple things can be a little more difficult. <laughs> don't worry. I put, don't worry equals be happy. Why? Because if you worry less, you're going to be happy. Amen. You're going you're to have the peace of God. You're going to have the joy of the Lord. It's going to go beyond happiness. Amen. You're going to have the joy of the Lord in your life, but you need to worry less. You need to worry less. I need to worry less. Church, I know, I know this message touched my life, and I pray that all of us all of us implement it into our daily living. As we strive, as we strive to worry less and start to trust God, as we start to live out Paul's words, instead of worrying, we pray. Instead of worrying, we seek God. Instead of worrying, we trust in him. And that's what we do as a, as a people. That's what we do as a church, amen? And everyone around is gonna see your children are going to see. Wow, look at mom and dad. They don't worry anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're going to teach those kids to trust in the Lord. Those kids don't need to know about your bills. <laughs> Why on earth does an eight-year-old need to know about your mortgage or rent, about your gas bill? Let them be concerned about getting some ice cream. They don't need to hear those things. Why? We're, we're teaching them. We're teaching them that, hey, look, son, daughter, in these times, we're going to trust in the Lord. I don't know how it's going to happen. You tell them, I don't know how it's going to happen, but you watch. God's going to provide. Oh, man. Whew. You watch. You watch. Remember as Abraham said, God's going to provide, son. Remember that? Dad, where's the sacrifice? Don't worry. God's going to provide. Don't worry. 
Don't worry, God's, God's got my back. God is doing this. Oh, man. If we would just live by that, how our lives would be so much more healthy as we bow our heads this morning.